But when we changed to the cruise, my husband was like, well, I guess I'll go. And <laughs> <laughs> so I kicked my dad off the trip. And my <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. I am your host today. You may obviously recognize Brian did not do the show intro just now. It's just me, Sam. But never fear, I am not alone today. I am joined by a wonderful guest who was a first-time cruiser on Disney Cruise Line recently. Welcome to the show, Hillary. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for reaching out to us. I, of course, love talking to first-time cruisers. It brings me back to our first cruise, and I feel like I'm reliving the cruise experience through someone else's eyes, and it gets me all excited, uh, makes me look forward to my next cruise even more than I already do. But Hillary, we usually start with people's Disney or Disney Cruise Line background, but you have like kind of a different background in that you were not a Disney Parks person, and you have a little little bit of cruise experience, but it's kind of from a a while back. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, I didn't grow up going to Disney World or Disneyland. We live in Texas, which is kind of far away from every park. And it just wasn't something that we did as a family. But I love Disney. I love Disney movies. I love Disney things. Uh, I love Disney merchandise. (laughs) So, you know, uh, I've always really loved Disney. And then when I have my own family and uh, I have two boys, you know, they just love everything Disney. They are just very into it. And so we wanted to bring the kids. And it was important for me to bring them when they were still interested. And it was still magical. You know, they are huge Toy Story fans. And I really just wanted to bring them to Disney World. So at first, we actually planned a Disney World vacation. Oh, interesting. uh, For the same time period. My kids have this weird, uh, well, one's in kindergarten and one's younger, but he has this weird February holiday that I think a lot of school districts now are doing, like a winter break. And Mm -hmm. I just thought it was the perfect time. It it wasn't on the marathon weekend, you know, and it wasn't the President's Day week, you know. And so we'd actually booked it with a travel agent. And I joke to my friends that I have a master's degree in Disney for somebody that's never been. Like I just (laughs) researched it and researched it and researched it. But it was really overwhelming to me with the genie and the parks and how many parks should we do and where should we stay? And I just kept thinking maybe a cruise would be easier. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in Texas. We live about two hours away from Galveston. And there was a perfect magic cruise like right in that time period. And I just made the switch in like November when the um, restricted rates came out. Mm -hmm. And so we did the restricted room and I felt so much better about it. (laughs) I didn't have to plan anything. It was perfect. How long of a parks trip were you originally planning and how many of you were in your traveling party? Okay, so at first, my husband didn't really want to go. He's kind of a grumpy traveler. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that he was really a Disney person. And, uh, you know, he was like, "Uh, maybe, I don't know. And so my dad was going to come with me and the kids. And we were going to drive. And I think we were going to go to two parks. I really wanted to go to Magic Kingdom, of course, and then Hollywood Studios for all the Toy Story things. Right. Then the travel agent was telling me about Epcot and how it was perfect for kids. And there was a lot of, a lot more to do there than I thought was for kids. So we ended up planning three days. And I think we were leaving like on maybe like a Saturday and coming back on like a Thursday of that week. So that's almost the exact time period we were on the cruise then from Sunday to Friday. But when we changed to the cruise, my husband was like, well, I guess I'll go. And <laughs> so I kicked my dad off the trip. And my oh. <laughs> well, maybe dad will get to go next cruise. But that's a funny planning story, though. That's kind of unusual. Just, you know, the pivot. What about the cruise? You know, you had you had cruised twice on Carnival, I think you said when you wrote in to us. What attracted you about the idea of cruising versus being in the parks? For the parks, we had planned to stay um, on the Skyliner because I was like, I think it was Art of Animation or maybe it was Pop. We changed to Pop. And I just thought that was great because then we could ride the Skyliner everywhere. So, you know, I tried really to make it a lot easier. Uh, and eventually I do want to take that trip. <laughs> 
for the cruise, it just seemed like, you know, once you, the price was very comparable, especially with the restricted rate. That was a big factor too, I think. And then once you got on the ship, like you had some options, but it was like you were on the ship. This is what you were doing. You know, reading about it and listening to different, you know, podcasts like yours or in the different Facebook groups, it seemed like it was a lot easier to meet the characters. And because Mm -hmm. my kids are small and my oldest especially is extremely timid, I was a little bit concerned already about the ride. I was concerned that they wouldn't really want to ride or that it would be scary to them. So really the character interaction drove the want to go to Disney anyway. And Mm -hmm. so the the cruise just really seemed like more of the the perfect idea because everything, I mean, all of the characters, well, I I won't say all of them because I would really like to see like the Toy Story characters and stuff, but uh, most of the characters that they would have wanted to see, you know, were going to be so much more accessible. I don't know in the parks how accessible they are. It doesn't seem like nearly as much. So yeah, the the lines for characters in the parks are way, way longer. And the characters are very spread out across the parks. And so depending upon where you're going will obviously dictate what characters you can see. Of course, if you go to Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios, yes, you will likely get to see Woody and Buzz. But I think you make an excellent point about your kiddo who is timid, because I will say a lot of those fantasy land rides that are, they call them the dark rides, are actually a little bit scary for younger kids, uh, particularly timid kids. Our son uh, used to be, he is no longer a timid kid, but he used to be afraid of all of those rides. Now he'll go on all of them, although he like prefers things like well, at Disneyland, for example, the Incredicoaster. So he's a roller coaster kid now. Um, and he's kind of like, do I have to go on Peter Pan or something like that? Now, I, I want to talk about cruising in particular, because you you had two prior experiences on Carnival, but ways back, were those positive experiences, negative experiences, neutral experiences? Just kind of curious as to how your view of cruising was before booking this cruise. I liked the cruises before. They were in my early 20s by, you know, 15, almost 20 years ago now. So they were both carnival. One was like a bachelorette kind of party. And Mm -hmm. so that was fun. Um, And I don't really remember the other one, but they were very similar. One was out of Galveston and one was out of New Orleans because we're kind of in the middle of those two places. So both of those places are super easy to get to. Um, I just haven't really necessarily wanted to go we've we vacationed before to like tropical places we love beaches and and very cruise destinations but uh we've flown there and stayed at like mm-hmm. all inclusive but i i like cruising my husband was kind of a little weird about it beforehand he was you know not too sure about the boat and he'd never been you know so mm-hmm. i was like it's fine get on the ship it's fine <laughs> so I think he's okay now he really enjoyed it so that was good that was a little bit of a hang up is he going to like it is he going to enjoy it like I said he's a little bit of a grumpy traveler Uh, (laughs) so uh, I knew he would uh, and he did so that was good we've kind of got this first cruise behind us now I'm like let's look and see what else there is oh I love it Uh, a little spoiler there for our audience I'm trying to bring him over yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the the room selection. You know, you I know you said you had done a restricted rate. And so for those who haven't heard of this before, basically, you are selecting a, a class of room that you would like to stay in, but you don't get to select your specific room. And then Disney assigns your room. And essentially, it's a reduced cost for your room because you have no ability to choose your specific room. So you can't say, I want to be in the aft or I want to be in the forward or I want to be in the midship. You're going to get what you get and not be upset. So tell us, Hillary, how did the room situation work out? Where did you end up? I was really impressed. I really was. I was a a little bit concerned because I have a tendency to get motion sick. So I had the little patches from Amazon. I had uh, Dramamine. I had the whole gamut and I brought it all (laughs) and I used it. We'll talk about a little bit of rough weather at the end. So, But I was concerned that we were going to be in an area that I was not going to feel good with, but that was not the case. They had 
balcony rooms available on the restricted grade, but with my kids, I just felt like it was a better idea not to do that. But we got the ocean view, which I'm so glad we did because both of the kids absolutely love to just sit in the window all day long. Anytime we were in the room, they were like, uh, put the little table under there and they would climb up in the window and just, you know, have the best time. So they loved that uh, ocean view. We ended up on the uh, second, what is that called? The second uh, deck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on deck two. And we technically, I think we're forward. We were right by the forward elevators. But to me, it was almost midship. It was mm-hmm. uh, really nice. It was just a great area because we were close to elevators, but not so much that there was any noise. We could go up real quick to the theater or it was down far enough where the elevators would come all the way down to pick us up. So we were never waiting, you know, so uh, I think it was a great spot. Nice. That's great. And you had enough room for the four of you. No issues with that. Sure. I mean, it was a little tight, but I think that all cruise rooms are probably going to be a tiny bit tight. So, of course, with the bump that came out of the ceiling, my kids loved that. They share a room right now. And like both of them have birthdays really soon. So we're looking at getting bump beds for birthdays because they love the cruise bump beds. Yes. So they talk (laughs) about it all the time. (laughs) Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I mean, as you said, all cruise rooms are tight. Disney actually has some of the biggest in the industry. So the square footage on Disney's rooms generally bigger than on other cruise lines. Okay, so we haven't talked about when you boarded. And I feel like that's the moment that, you know, we love to hear about, love to talk about. You know, you're you're boarding in Galveston, as we said, you're boarding the Magic. And this was... Was this a five-night cruise or four-night cruise? It was a five-night cruise. It was about a two-hour drive. Uh, I was. We got a really good booking time. I think it was eleven fifteen. The where we live, we could either take like the ferry to Galveston or take like through Houston to Galveston. So it's always kind of like a toss-up when we go to Galveston, like which way would be quicker. But I was like, well, I don't want to get stuck on the ferry, so I'm definitely not taking the ferry. <laughs> <laughs> and if we go through Houston, we can stop at Bucky's and get breakfast. So we did that. <laughs> we hear about Bucky's all. All the time. I'm telling you, this is I heard that on your last one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so um we definitely we went through Houston. That was great. And I did want to point out that we paid for like the express slot in Galveston. I couldn't, I don't think we could be any closer. I mean, it was almost like we parked on the ship. I mean, we were so oh, close. Wow. So getting there, getting our luggage out, there was somebody to take it right away. Uh, we didn't walk far. And the only issue like at the port really was there were like two lines. There, and at first they told us like, this is 11 and this is 11.15. So we went and got an 11.15 line. And then that turns out it was like a later line, like the 11s and the 11.15s were in the first line. And so we were a little confused there. But it was, the, I mean, like it took us maybe 20, 25 minutes to, oh, you know, great. once we got in, like it was not bad at all. And it was just so easy. You know, my kids were so excited. We were walking onto the ship and they call your name. And of course, you know, we love that. Uh, but they were just, you know, looking around and just in awe. So it, it was awesome. I liked having the earlier time too, because it was like you could go straight to guest services. There were a couple of things. I'm trying to remember what they were, but I know I went straight there and they immediately took care of it. And I feel like just being early like that, there were no lines at guest services. You know, we immediately, you know, got what we wanted taken care of, taken care of. And that was nice. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, We, of course, like to board as early as possible, as early as the boarding time will allow us for that very reason, Hillary. One, you've got less people on the ship. So if you're going to guest services or you're going to the spa or you're going to handle, you know, switch of your dining rotation, whatever, all of those things you can get taken care of more quickly because there's not lines uh, yet. Mm-hmm. And then you can you know have more time on the ship. And if you want to go to Cabana's for lunch or the sit down lunch, they're just less crowded, right? If you're the earlier you are, the the less crowded it will be. And then maybe you get to the pool deck and on that water slide a little bit faster. <laughs> so um, I'd love to hear how you all started your your first day on the ship. What kinds of things you you did to kind of explore and orient yourself on the ship? 
And of course, where you ate lunch, that's a really important question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you would think, and I'm new from, you know, listening to y'all and to, and reading the Facebook groups that like, uh, if you have an early time, go eat lunch because there's no crowds, but we had had breakfast at Bucky. So we weren't that hungry. So we actually uh, went up to the pool deck. We looked around, we sat for a little while. We took a bunch of pictures like this with the, uh, you know, the funnel. Uh, This is us with the pool, you know, it just all of that stuff immediately my kids uh, the night before I had given them a stitch and a Mickey doll that I got on Amazon like uh, for you know on sale and they wanted to hold them so immediately of course my son loses his Mickey my youngest oh no (laughs) turns out he had left in the elevator that was kind of some drama, but I got on our Facebook group and it took a few days, but two or three days later, somebody returned him. That was nice oh, that we were in yeah. that group for our specific cruise. Um, so we got him back. Eventually we ended up at Cabana's, but I think it was right before they closed. Um, mm-hmm. gonna, I don't remember if we went to the open house for the kids club first or if we went to Cabana's first, but by the time we got to, gotten into Cabana's, it was pretty much cleared out. So it wasn't too bad. That's good. Now, you explored, of course, the the kids club. That's an important thing to do, I think, for anyone, even if you don't have kids, frankly, because that's probably the only time you're going to get to see the entire kids club in open house mode. There are other times where they have open house, but it might not be the entire kids club. It may only be half of the kids club, the Oceaneers Lab versus Oceaneers Club on the classic ships. But I think that's a great opportunity to do that and orient your kids to the kids club if you want them to maybe go so you can have some adult time later on in the cruise. I'd love to hear, you know, what all you did you get to the sail away party? And if so, what you thought about it? Yeah. So like I said, we went to the kids club first. The kids loved it. On the magic, there's the big Toy Story land, you know, with Mm -hmm. this with the slinky dog slide and they just, I was really hopeful that they were going to love it so much. They wanted to stay. They loved it when we were with them, uh, not necessarily by themselves so much, but mm-hmm. they, they really, really loved it. And then we went to our muster. Our muster station was in the theater. Oh, um, nice. So that was nice, but I will say I was looking forward to the Selway party so much and it was kind of hard to get from the theater up yes. to the Selway. That's a really good point. To be honest, there's not really any necessarily good muster station to then mm-hmm. get up to the pool deck. Even folks who have ones that are on the deck, it's down on deck four. So it's not really any closer to the pool deck where the Selway party is. So yeah. I have to say the the in-person muster is a bummer to me and many other regular cruisers. Um, I We wish that they would return to the virtual option, but I don't believe that that is likely to happen at all, or at least not anytime soon. It, but keep it was saying really, it, maybe. <laughs> I know, maybe we keep, exactly, maybe if we keep saying it, maybe Disney will hear, but yeah, everybody I think wants it to go to the other way. But we hear that it's a bit of a staffing issue, just that they have to have people stationed at these locations essentially all day on embarkation day for mm-hmm. everyone to check in. It sounds strange, but it's actually less personnel for everybody to do it all at once for, you know, the usually 15 minutes that the muster drill takes sometimes longer if you have a lot of people who don't show up and then they're, you know, have to might have been an issue. I'm not sure. It seemed like it took a little bit longer than 15 minutes. Nothing that was annoying. But then when we we all left the theater at the same time Mm -hmm. and the elevators were crowded. So we just I'm not sure what what deck that's on, but then we just walked up the stairs. And I really wanted, I didn't want to be close because of my Tim and Eli, you know, I didn't want him to, you know, be overwhelmed. So we actually wanted the uh, the deck above. But by the time we got there, there were so many people. It was already like almost like too deep there. And, you know, there was a lot of adults. Uh, but yeah. there were some uh, deck boxes that, and I just plopped my kids up on the deck box. I'm not sure no. if that's what you're supposed to do, but that's what I did. And uh, so I ended up okay. And gosh, the sail away party was just magical. It was everything, you know, you see, we've watched the videos, but just hearing that horn play, you know, it just brought, <laughs> brought tears to my eyes, even though I was kind of mad, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it made everything better. So yeah. you know, that was just a perfect, you know, if it's your first cruise, especially or if you have little kids, I think it's so important to go. Like it just sets the tone for the whole thing. I think the deck parties are are quite fun. The sail away being probably the best one of all of them. 
one thing to note, there are up front, there are some kids only areas. And so if your kid is a little bit more independent and willing to go up to sort of the front near the stage on their own or with their sibling, it's a great place for them to get probably the best views. Of course, you know, some kids are not maybe as brave to, you know, because you might not be within five or 10 feet of your parent. And so Mm -hmm. some kids aren't going to go up into that kids only zone, but it's great that it's that it's available. So let's uh, kind of pivot here and talk about some of the things instead of going through the cruise day by day, um, because we could probably spend hours doing that. But let's let's talk about ports before we talk about some of the stuff on the ship. What ports did you go to? And then let's talk about what you did at each port. Sure. So we uh, went to Cozumel and all of the Disney excursions looked amazing. But with my kids just being as young as they are and us really being peach people, I really wanted to just go to like a resort or something mm-hmm. like that. So we just caught a taxi to uh, Paradise Beach, uh, which is oh, nice. one of their beach clubs there. It's about 20 minutes away. It was uh, super easy. You just walk across the um, the road uh, through the port and, you know, got a taxi. Uh, they did try to like be like, are you sure you want to go to Paradise? We have all these other options. And I was like, no, we have reservations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was easy. You know, we just told them no and they, they took us right there. It was perfect for us. I had reserved it like a beach bed, I guess is what they call it. And like a cabana, but it's just like a bed. And we were happy we had that. It was kind of like a central location. My youngest even took a nap there that day. They had a beautiful pool. They It was all inclusive. Uh, they had delicious drinks and had a bunch of shrimp tacos, which is like our favorite thing. So it was a nice, it was a night. They had inflatables and things like for bigger kids. Uh, Mostly we stayed in the pool. So we really enjoyed that. How did you find out about this resort and this beach? Sure. Uh, Like I said, I really checked out all of the Disney excursions and they have like a beach break, but they don't Mm -hmm. really tell you where they're going. So like I kind of Googled like what, what is Disney's beach break? And then it was a different resort. Just by Googling that, it was like, which is better? This resort, this resort, this resort. And you hear about several different ones. I think there's one called uh, Sancho's, Mr. Sancho's or something. I almost went there. But we just uh, looked and this pool looked really nice. And I knew my kids would like the pool. And it had great reviews. They have a Facebook group too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a researcher. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. I think this is great because a lot of people don't know where to look, right? Mm-hmm. When they're booking excursions, a lot of people are a little nervous to go outside the Disney bubble, which I don't blame them. I myself am someone who is kind of nervous about going outside the Disney bubble, particularly at a port I haven't been to. Um, so I, I think it's great to hear about, you know, other places probably cost you less than the Disney beach break. I forget exactly, but it was comparable maybe, but mm-hmm. uh, because we got the, the beach bed too, we yeah. paid a little bit of a deposit and I forget how much the deposit was, but I paid 80 for all four of us when we got there. So 80 plus the deposit, it was less than 200 for all four of us and the beach bed. So I thought that was very reasonable. Yeah, that's really good. I would definitely say. I think generally speaking, if you do a Disney cruise line excursion for a beach break, you you might pay about the same, but you get less for it because you're not going to get the day bed for it. You're just going to get I'm maybe sure. a chair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What were the other ports? I know you had one port that you that you missed, but why don't you tell us what were the other ports you were scheduled to go to? So it was Progresso, which I'm not sure. There wasn't a whole lot of information about Progresso. I don't know if Disney just now started going there. They say it's like the, the longest dock. So it's like two miles from there. Uh, from where the ship docks to the actual city. And so you would take like buses in. I was kind of looking forward to it, but there really wasn't information about Progresso out there. They have like an old city that you could go to and maybe shop around like a market, I think. We ended up having a reservation at a newer place. It was called Sergio's House. It's very close to the port and they had like a pool it was a little bit of an all-inclusive, but it was very, very small. It's not like a whole resort. Mm-hmm. But Sergio's Tours owns Sergio's house. And Sergio's Tours, I think, was a bigger company in Progresso. And they mm-hmm. run private tours a lot. So it was kind of affiliated with them. Uh, of course, they have a Facebook page. <laughs> you can go check it out. But it looked beautiful. But uh, I think the weather... They said that it was like 30 knots or something. Um, so oh, wow. the wind... The, the weather was fine. 
the wind was crazy. And so they canceled that uh, that port stop. So we didn't get to stop at all. It was probably un- they were worried about the safety of docking yes. in the port rather than the safety of the passengers once you got to port, right? It would be more of a a docking issue than anything, particularly Mm -hmm. maybe it's more of an issue with a longer dock as well. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a maritime expert, (laughs) but I'm just, you know, I'm just guessing there. So what if anything did Disney do to compensate travelers for the, you know, canceling a port, you know, they have obviously, it's very clear on the website and the terms and conditions when you book that they have the right to cancel a port for really any reason whatsoever. If they know far enough advance, they might try and alter the itinerary to get a different port slotted in there. But when it's a last minute thing due to weather, that's obviously not uh, a possibility. I know refunding port fees is something that they typically do. I do think we got some port fees back. Uh, We got like a little bit of... I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have noticed. It was like yep. less than $25 or something crazy. And you know, it was real small, but um, I saw in a cruise group that they had said, oh, we're going to get the four piece back. So I think we did get those. Now, the only thing that really, uh, they might have added some things during the day, more, you know, arts and crafts type things. They added something and I forget exactly what they called it, but it was like a dance party, like a character dance party. Oh, a character dance party. Oh, that's fun. I was wondering if they did like a silent disco because they sometimes will do a family version of the silent DJ party. Now we did that one night and we had so much fun with the silent oh, I DJ. Love it. So my kids yeah. love to dance and they just loved that. You know, it was a good 30 minute break. So I definitely, if you see that on your itinerary, do that because the kids love that. But no, it was a character. So it was all the characters. Oh, and wow. this was, I'm telling you, this was the best thing that happened on the cruise was this character dance party. I mean, it was the Fab Five and Daisy. So <laughs> that's yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, it, it might have even been more. I'd have to look. Probably at Chip and Dale as well, right? I, it might I have usually, been. Yeah. Um, but I'm not 100% sure about Chip and Dale, but they all came down the stairs and it was in the um, atrium and like they would cycle through each side of the stage Mm -hmm. And all the characters were dancing. I don't know why they don't do this on every cruise. It was the best thing they did. The kids loved it. You know, it was so much interaction. I know it's a lot of personnel, but it was really only like 30 minutes. And it was just amazing. Like as the kids really could dance with each of the characters, you know. And uh, there were a lot of kids down there, but... You know, we just kind of like left the pool. So my kids were in their swimsuits, you know, and just, uh, <laughs> you know, they were dancing. And it was just, it was, it was awesome. It's really great. Oh, it was that's so magical. So great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. They do tend to add in, if you get a canceled port day, they do try to add in some onboard activities. I've never heard of this dance party option before. I love that. But yeah, even just some extra crafts. Sometimes they'll add a bingo session because you're going to be out at sea, obviously. So they can do bingo. And then maybe the shops will be open. So there are some some activities on board that they'll try and supplement that they would not have done if you were at port. It's not necessarily going to be some huge production number, but yeah, they'll do some things. You had one other port, am I right? No, it was just those two. Um, Now we did have another kind of odd occurrence and we kind of were going slow back to Galveston because we had missed our port day. But then Mm -hmm. I think there was like a medical issue. And that last sea day, we kind of had to hurry back to Galveston. So we actually went back close to Galveston and I think another like tender ship or something met us and took the person off. But we were like, they had to close the stores and everything. Like Mm -hmm. we were that close to Galveston. We were very close. And the closer we got to Galveston, because it was February and the weather, the weather got worse and it got really rocky. It was kind of put a damper on our last sea day because in the, it was kind of rainy and, mm-hmm. and rocky. And, you know, that wasn't probably the best day. It was unfortunate that that happened because when we were down by Mexico, the weather was really nice. But uh, after that, that was like on, like the cruise ended Friday morning. That was like on Thursday afternoon. So then they kind of headed back out just so they mm-hmm. could reopen everything. And um, we just kind of sailed around a little and then uh, we're we were back, you know, Friday morning. Yeah, we've had similar experience. We actually ended up 
back in New Orleans at port the night before disembarkation because of actually two medical in- incidents or, or issues on board. And it ended, ended up our fireworks and whatnot got canceled because of that. Um, so these things can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they will make sure to handle the medical emergency. And if that diverts the ship, uh, even for part of the day or for a whole day, then that it is what it is. You just hope that person, of course, is oh, doing well. Mm-hmm. And luckily, our pirate night was the night that we were supposed to have been in Progresso. So we still oh, had good. our fireworks yeah. and we still had that deck party, which was awesome, too. So it didn't change any of that for us, which was uh, nice. Yeah, that's great. That's Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you their way thanks my path unwinding for sponsoring the show and with that back to our episode So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about some of the activities and things you you all got up to on board. We talked a little bit about the Kids Club. You gave us a little bit of a teaser, but I'd, I'd love to hear what the kids thought of the Kids Club and what you all thought of the Kids Club. Oh, I, I thought it was amazing. Like, you know, not even... Having gone before, we didn't know. I mean, we keep really close eye on our kids and our kids are young, but I just felt so safe, you know, dropping them off there. It felt so like everything was going to be fine. The the hand washing stations were totally cool. They love that. You know, they put your hands in there and they love that. Unfortunately, they found out pretty quickly that they just said that we wanted to see mom and dad and they were gone. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, you know, they would spend about an hour in there at a time before they would call us. When we booked a, um, a couple's massage, it was actually my mm-hmm. husband's birthday on the 13th. So that was kind of like part of his birthday gift. I booked that for us. And so we, we made it through the couple's massage without, you know, by the time I got back to the little locker, <laughs> Message. You had a like, message. <laughs> Eli and Luke would both like to be picked up as soon as possible. You know, so we went uh, and they were totally fine. They just wanted us to come play is what it was. So, you know, they enjoyed it. We really enjoyed the massage. That was super nice. I did try to do the spa uh, raffle or whatever that they had the first day, but I was a little bit late. So if you want to do that, get there early because if not, your name won't be in the hat. (laughs) 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 That was one trick that I learned. I was like, I was late to the raffle. Sounds like the kids had a, I would say, a positive experience. They're young, so it doesn't surprise me that they would only be in there for, you know, about an hour at a time. You know, I think as you continue to cruise, they'll get a little bit more comfortable. I think one of the things that can be a little bit overwhelming with the kids clubs on the ships is because they're such a wide age range for the Oceaneers Club and Oceaneers Lab. You know, it's three to 12 years old. If your kid is not the most like super outgoing uh, or like joiner, it can be a little bit overwhelming. And so I do think that kids who go, you know, maybe when they're a little younger and then go again when they're, you know, maybe in a year, they'll have a little bit more confidence and and might be willing to stay for an hour and a half so you can have Paulo brunch or two hours, you know? <laughs> yes, that's really what we want uh, for sure <laughs> next time. I, I was very happy that they could go together. You know, sometimes their ages are close, but sometimes with their ages, like they get separated and things and they just do so much better together. And so that was that was very nice that they could stay together. So tell me... 
what are the other, some of the other maybe family activities you all got up to? You mentioned the the silent DJ party. It sounds like they loved that. You had this character dance party. Did you guys do any of the crafts or any of the family game shows or any of those kinds of family activities? We spent so much time really chasing the characters. Like the kids oh. love them so much. So we went to a lot of the character interactions, uh, a lot of the meet and greets. We tried to get there a little bit early. Sometimes I would go stand in line for one and then my husband goes stand in line at the one, you know, the deck below it. But my kids really enjoy that. It's probably their ages right now. But they, and we got all the pictures and did all the things. Um, oh, I love we it. learned a little trick that... Is it shutters where they review all the pictures? I think yes. there's a, like a little door in shutters on the magic and all of the characters come out and in there, that's like their backstage area. Ah. So we called it the, uh, the magic door, the secret door or something. So we just sat outside of that door a lot of times and you would see almost all the characters going to their different events through that door. Oh, nice. And yeah, so you can a catch, a little, <laughs> catch a little impromptu uh, character interaction as they're coming out to their, their location. They won't stay and, and, and yes, interact with you very but you long. But mm-hmm. Right, you can see them and you might get a couple seconds interaction. It's always good to get that, that camera out to get a little bit of video interaction of your kid with the character, some of the best. Best videos that we have of Nathan are are, are those. Um, yes. Tell me, were there any were there any characters that you were hoping to see that you did not get to see, or any ones that were particularly good? Um, just kind of curious. I know you had said the Toy Story characters were obviously ones you did not get to see. I will tell you that they are sometimes on some of the seven night cruises. So on the fantasy, you can sometimes see in particular Toy Story characters and sometimes you'll get Tink and Peter Pan and of course Captain Hook and Smee do come out usually on Pirate Night, but um, they might come out even more. Also, if you do a Pixar Day at Sea Cruise in particular, you will get the Toy Story characters and some other Pixar characters. But curious as to, you know, was there anybody else you were sort of either hoping to see or surprised and happy to see? I kind of researched it beforehand, so I knew that we probably wouldn't get those. I did see that sometimes Woody would be out like on the um, kids' day, like at the open house the first day, mm-hmm. but we did not see him there. So, you know, uh, but which was fine. It was really nice that there was a lot of stitch time. My son also really liked stitch. And so that we like went to the stitch goo making family event yep. at the kids club. They loved that. And there was lots of stitch there. Really, there were more Marvel characters than I anticipated. And um, my oldest in particular likes those a lot. And so um, he didn't know all of them. I'm not sure. He knows like Thor and Spider-Man, but <laughs> right, he right. was kind of sad not to see Hulk, which if you think about it, Hulk is probably going to be hard. With <laughs> yeah, there, there's no Hulk on the cruises. No you, can, yeah. you, you will sometimes see, well, at Disneyland, you can see Hulk, but he's in the... It's not the regular Hulk costume. It's like Hulk in like the spacesuit one. Oh. I can't remember from which. Not spacesuit. It's um. I can't even think of the. I think it's the end. The suit they're in an end game. He's sure. in like that suit. And so, but yeah, it's it, again. That's only at Disneyland. I've never seen him on the cruise. I doubt he's ever coming to the cruise for the exact reasons. It's it's a little bit difficult to to do. One thing that was nice about the characters is uh, we were trying to catch Mickey in his pirate outfit, but mm-hmm. we were late. We were doing something else. I forget exactly what. And so they had they luckily will tell you that the line is over, you know, don't get in line, the line's over. But we were just kind of standing off to the side just so the kids could like see him. And he was finishing up with the last family. And I said, y'all just stand over here and we'll wave at him when he passes. And then as he passed us, the uh, cast member, you know, said, would you like to walk with you know, Pirate Mickey. And of course, yes. And so he just took both of my kids' hands and that was like the best pictures and the best interaction. And we walked to the secret door. (laughs) 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 So down the long hallway to the secret door, lots of hugs. And, you know, that was, we just happened upon that. So Mm -hmm. that was very nice. My son's favorite is Donald Duck too. And one time we were trying, it was on the very last day, the sea day, it was very cold. 
And pay attention to when Cabanas closes because Cabanas closes at two and we were there at like 2.15. I think we're kind of like a little bit off all the time on when we eat. We're a little bit late to everything. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so uh, we actually got food on the pool deck, but it was too cold up there. So we were looking for a place. And so we had all this food and uh, we caught an elevator and Donald Duck just needed the elevator too. So (laughs) 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 it was nice. It was us and Donald and we rode the elevator and my kids are just, wow, you know, it was amazing. So like fun things like that happen and, you know, you would never get that in the parks, I don't think so. Okay, so let's segue a little bit to shows. We haven't talked about the shows on board the magic. And I'm curious as you know, you have young kids. I imagine you had early dining because of how young they are. Did you all get to go to the shows? Did you watch them on your stateroom TV or did you skip them? Interestingly, we chose late dining. That's really because we eat later. I'm not really at home. We eat around, we eat like right in the middle time. Like the, my, my husband, you know, grumpy is like, well, I can't eat at 530 and I can't eat at eight. What is up? <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah, we're going to eat at eight. Just, just roll with it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we chose the later shows, which I really enjoyed because, I mean, the later dining, because I really enjoyed the pool deck without so many. Yes. Um, so at least two days during like five thirty, six o'clock, there was nobody up there. And even when mm-hmm. it was a little bit cool, you could get in the hot tubs and there were no adults in the hot tubs. There was no, nobody anywhere, you know, except for just a few other families. And so that was really nice. But I kind of ran out of time for the shows. We did go to, is it Dreams, the one where they have... And Anne Marie, who, yes. uh, who takes a journey with Peter Pan. Yes. yes. Dreams. We yeah, did Disney. do that. That one. Now, my youngest slept through the whole thing, which was nice because then we went to dinner and he was in a great mood. <laughs> he needed a nap. Uh, and I just held him. Um, you know, it maybe is a tad bit long for my kids, mm-hmm. but it was amazing. I really wish that we had seen the other ones too, but I wouldn't have taken back the full time either. You know, so it's just there's so much to do in so little time. There is. Honestly, we tell people all the time, you've got to figure out what your priorities are and do that and Mm -hmm. don't look back. Right. Like if you didn't get to see every show or you didn't get to go to every trivia, that's okay. If your priority is character interactions and pool deck time uh, or, you know, kids club time, whatever your priority is, you know, focus on that. And if you miss some things, that's okay. One, there's always the next cruise, but two, not every event is going to be one that everyone is going to want to go to anyway. And that's okay. Yeah. I think I really would have liked the shows. My husband really enjoyed it too, but the kids, you know, they, it's just a little long for them at this age, you know, uh, in a couple of years, I think we'll be fine. So I I know we have to segue to food and I know that this is something I'm not going to spoil it for uh, our audience, but I, I know you had an interesting experience with food or I'll just say a less than stellar experience with food on board. And so I'm really curious to segue to that discussion and find out what your food experience was like. I know you had now you've told me you've, you had late dining. I don't know if that played into it or what, but I'm curious as to your experience. Everything was fine, but I had read, you know, and heard, and I was looking forward to the food. And I won't say we're foodies. We're really not, but we are Cajun and we like maybe a little bit more spice. (laughs) Everything was just super duper bland and that's fine. Like I realized that they are trying to feed people from every walk of life, from Mm -hmm. every place in the world, but just nothing had any flavor, even like steak, even having just no (laughs) flavor. We really enjoyed the pirate night food because it was more seafood based and that's really what we're used to. Too. You know, we like the crab mm-hmm. cake. Really, the best food I had, this is so weird, but we ate like 10 of them were the hamburgers on the pool deck. They were pretty good. I love the hamburgers <laughs> on the pool deck. <laughs> and, and Nathan, Nathan pretty much eats a hamburger on the pool deck for lunch every single day when we're on the cruise. And then usually if we go to Apollo or Remy dinner, that he's usually having a hamburger on the pool deck for dinner that I don't blame well. him. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> But he's guess, Mickey's mac and cheese all the way in the dining room, even if it's not on the menu. That's what he's ordering. <laughs> well, apparently, yeah, you just say mac and cheese and pizza. And that's what my kids say. That they lived on that. Just put it in their veins. That's what they had. Yep. <laughs> Pinocchio's Pizzeria, you know, they were all about it. 
Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me. As soon as you said you're Cajun, I was like, okay, now it makes sense why you didn't why you didn't enjoy the food or or thought it was passable, I should say. It is food for the masses. We always try to tell people like this is going to be like maybe wedding food or catering, you know, catering hall food. They are making it for the masses. So they it is not going to be spicy. It is not going to be overly seasoned. It is going to be more on the bland side. And then if you want to add some salt and pepper on the table, you can. Um, you probably can ask for hot sauce if you like to add We should some have packed our spice. Tonys. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Or some crystal sauce. Brian likes crystal go. sauce. Yes. Um, well, you know, there were some things like, that just weren't good. Like the all of the bread was hard, like it's super mm-hmm. hard. Like the rolls, like you could chip a tooth on oh. a roll. Oh, and it's not just us. Like I c- kind of saw that in some reviews from the Magic during like January, February, March. I don't know if they oh, still are having that. But like I, I, I was like agreeing with people when they were saying like, um, you know, why are the rolls so hard? And then the, of course, like the churro waffles were fantastic. Why does Disney gatekeep? the good food like they should have that every day (laughs) (laughs) they should have that all the time that was amazing and the desserts at the royal table were really good like when we when we had that uh, rotation i ordered all the desserts because it was like the black forest cake and the a creme brulee cheesecake and the apple strudel i couldn't decide so i was just like bring me one back <laughs> i love it i love they, it they were amazing they were really good awesome okay so so there's some standouts that's good to hear you know i i know you didn't get to experience paulo because but maybe next time it sounds like you might enjoy that experience more i'd say it's a definitely elevated dining definitely more flavorful food you'll get in paulo although it is italian so it's very accessible but i think it's great to always hear, you know, honest reviews from people. I think if there is any, you know, part of the cruise that is disappointing, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying that, uh, you know, Disney's not doing everything perfectly all the time. Well, and like I said, I wasn't there for the food. I got mm-hmm. so much more out of the cruise than the food. If you were looking forward to the food, maybe not. But, you know, I, I, that's not what I was there for. And they had so many options. Nothing tasted bad. It just wasn't. Nothing was stellar, you know, except for mm-hmm. the desserts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I'm trying to think if are there other things that I have neglected to ask you, other topics that you wanted to, particularly ones that might be helpful for other first time cruisers that we haven't covered before I subject you to my rapid fire. I was really impressed too, a little bit with Disney. We were there during Valentine's Day and during Super Bowl Sunday. And oh, wow. um, so they had uh, like Super Bowl Sunday was the uh, was the day we got on the ship. I know they had a big party. Uh, we walked through there in McGill's, uh, O'Gill's, O'Gill's. Yep, okay. O'Gill's, um, yep. Um, and it was really nice. They had food out there. So they do special things. They have a little gift. It was like a bath sponge or something for uh, Valentine's. Oh, I yeah. Think. I know exactly what you're talking about because we sailed once over Valentine's Day and they gave you, it was a heart-shaped bath sponge. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like an exfoliant and it's got like a soap kind of built into it. And I can't think of the name of the brand, but they're they're quite nice, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just kind of surprising. I didn't even really think about that. My husband's birthday was the 13th. And that night we had Lumiere's and we were exhausted. And um, (laughs) we might not have been in the best frame of mind either, but the food just wasn't what we wanted. And we were just ready to go back to the room, you know. And so we had skipped out before dessert and our poor waiters were like, oh my gosh, are y'all okay? And it was like, yeah, we're just tired. (laughs) This is a big day. So the next night uh, we had Animator's Palette and I just cannot talk. That was Animator's Palette. That restaurant is amazing. Like the oh, yeah. with when Mickey comes out, my little boy, he was four, my youngest, and he was so excited. And he was just like yelling, Mickey over here, over here, Mickey, you know, and it Aww. just it just made me cry. It was just so magical. Like the whole music. I mean, Disney knows how to pull at your heartstrings, you know, and it was just Oh my God. It was beautiful. Anyway, so they brought out a big thing for my husband's birthday the next night uh, because oh. we had, you know, skipped out on dessert. So just them, you know, knowing that and taking the time to really make that special was just the services unparalleled. Our room steward was amazing. You know, he was so nice. 
the room was awesome. He put Marvel sheets on for my kids, you know. Oh, I love that. You know, of course they do that probably for everybody, but they don't. (laughs) They don't do that for every. I'm going to tell you. So for anyone who is listening, the sheets, if you want like special sheets, that's a pixie dust thing that may happen. That is not something that happens. I will give a little spoiler. I asked for the special sheets for Nathan on our last cruise because we'd never gotten them in all of our cruises. He's never gotten special sheets. He didn't know that it even existed. (laughs) And I only knew from the various, you know, Facebook groups and from doing the podcast and talking to people and hearing about it, but it had never happened to us. So I had to ask for it because we had also one of the nicest stewards we've ever had. Um, He was just super attentive and awesome. And I asked on the first day, I could just tell that if somebody was going to be able to make it happen, it was going to be him. It was going to be him. And so, (laughs) you know, and he did, it was Marvel sheets. I think there's only two, maybe two different kinds of sheets and one is like princesses and the other one is Marvel. So that's you know why we- I think we got those is because my son had a little bit of a cough. And so I gave him cough medicine and he like dribbled it. And it was the tiniest little dot of cough syrup on the sheet. I mean, I would have thought twice about it. But the fact that, but he changed them that night. And I think oh. he saw that you know, I mean, it was like microscopic little dribble yeah. of cough syrup. But to, to me, it's like, oh my gosh, he saw that, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. he changed the sheets because of that and it gave us these sheets. So, I mean, he was just the best. He's so friendly, just the nicest. I don't get better service anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love hearing that. All right. Now, Hillary. It has come to that time in the show where Brian usually says this, but where we subject you or Sam subjects you to some arbitrary questions and a dash of judgment. This is the round that we like to call rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you some of your Disney favorites and then Disney Cruise Line favorites. We'll focus, of course, on the Disney Magic since that's the only ship you've been on. But Hillary, what is your favorite or who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? My favorite's Gus Gus. So from Cinderella, back from when I was a kid, I'm looking at his little McDonald's character up on my bookshelf right now. Uh, Because we went to every McDonald's trying to find me Gus Gus. So that's mine. (laughs) I love that. Awesome. What is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? I would think Toy Story 1 and 2. 3 and 4 are trash. 1 and 2 are great. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here. 3 and 4 are trash. Hard agree. <laughs> no, but one is better than two. I mean, I cry every time I hear when she loves me, though, from two. Oh, so, I know. Yeah. And, and and the horse, what's his name? Bullseye's in two. I love Bull- Yes. Love Bullseye as well. No, He's but that's awesome. a hard one. All right. Favorite Disney song? I would say the entire Aladdin soundtrack. Oh, so good. The it's golden like age of Disney, right? The, the 90s. Age. And I was like probably 10 to 13 when that movie was big. And it was just, it was such a cultural phenomenon. And every time I hear it, I just start. I mean, it just brings me back. You sing, right? You have it, to sing along, you know, Mr. Aladdin. I, I, and I was in Dreams too. They had a, like a whole Aladdin part. Oh, that's so I right. loved they, it. I loved it. Awesome. All right. Well, you and I are of the same vintage. So I totally understand why you love of Aladdin. All right. Favorite activity on board the Disney Magic? Well, I would have to say like the couple's massage. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Uh, That was great. Uh, But the silent DJ was unexpected and we had Mm -hmm. so much fun with that. We really did. So that was, that was a fun family thing. Awesome. Favorite space to relax on the ship. We took your advice and didn't get to dinner early. A lot of days, like you can Mm -hmm. walk right in when you're late, just that little, uh, what is it? The promenade lounge. Um, you know, we, we would always sit there. They always had chips and hot sauce. Uh, and, uh, we got the drink of the day there a lot and just kind of relaxed before going in dinner. And so that was kind of nice that we didn't feel like we needed to wait in line. Oh, yeah. All right. Favorite rotational dining. That's the perfect segue. Rapunzel's and Animator's Palette were amazing. Animator's Palette. And I, I can't. I remember Rapunzel's too. Like the both of the shows are incredible. Like it yeah. was just so much fun. I don't know if we were just lucky, but we had great seating for both of them right on the aisle a lot of times. And it was just magical. Both of them. Awesome. Love it. All right. Favorite sweet food item? One day at the ice cream 
station, they had strawberry ice cream and it was delicious. Mm. And that's my favorite. So I would have to say the strawberry ice cream. My kids would say the jello, like they would have perfect little blocks of jello and they wanted jello every day. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I do like the banana um, flavored ice cream from the soft serve. It's quite good as well. I was disappointed it was only one day. Again, Disney's gatekeeping the best stuff, you know, but they have to, you know, chocolate and vanilla for the masses. That's what they do. I know. Uh, know. All right. Favorite savory food item. They held at Rapunzel's a ravioli that had like, um, it almost tasted like, like pot roast in it. And it was Mm. surprisingly really, really good. I forget what it was called exactly, but um, it came with like carrots. It was just real savory and it was warm and it was, it was good. It was really good. Nice. All right. A favorite memory from the trip. My favorite is probably going to be when Luke at Animator's Palette was just like, Mickey over here, Mickey over here, you know, and he Aww. was just so excited. He was clapping his hands and he's, he's really a sourpuss. <laughs> so for him to be so excited, you know, my, my oldest, I love him. He's excited about everything. He's so sweet. My youngest, <laughs> it's kind of the exact opposite. So for him to be just, and he loved this vacation. And just talks about it all the time. And it's, I know it made like these memories for him. So just seeing it that through his eyes really, you know, made it special for me. Awesome. Now, my last question, same question I ask everybody who does rapid fire, which is what is your bucket list cruise? You can go anywhere in the world on Disney Cruise Line. Where are you going? I have my eye. It's a little out of our price range, but I really have my eye on the same time period next uh february there's a pixar cruise um oh yeah and it's not out of galveston so it's gonna be a little hard to get to florida but you know i'm sure i mean everybody has to go you know i was just really lucky this was in galveston but you know it the pixar cruise has those characters that my kids love the toy story and the incredibles they love the incredibles and so i'm hoping that there'll be a restricted rate on that i'm just kind of watching you know or Maybe I'll just bite the bullet and, you know, book it. But it's just at the perfect time next year. So I'm not sure if that's really a bucket list cruise, but that is, that's my dream right now. So we're hoping that that, you know, happens. We'll see. That's awesome. I will say that there were definitely this past year, some of the Pixar cruises did end up going on that restricted rate. Um, so they weren't completely, you know, sold out even shortly before. So I would definitely keep an eye out for that. It it may happen unless you decide obviously to pull the trigger and just pay the regular rate. But, um, but that sounds like a fabulous cruise. We did an episode. Um, if you haven't listened yet, we did an episode on Pixar day at sea and it sounds like the deck parties and the character interactions were pretty incredible. So, and of course included the Incredibles. Yes. The Incredibles. <laughs> we love the Incredibles. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just the best of everything and it's longer. I mean, it's seven days, which it, we're yep. excited about, um, you know, or I'm excited about. Well, thank you for playing Rapid Fire and thank you for reaching out to us, Hillary, and coming on the show to talk about your experience, your family's first experience on Disney Cruise Line. It's been a pleasure chatting with you today. And we hope that you'll be back after sailing maybe on Pixar Day at Sea. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much. I just can't tell you. I mean, I listen to your podcast a lot while I'm working or while I'm working around the house or whatever. And it's like a little it's like a little cruise every time. And so <laughs> it, it really you know helps take the sting away when you want to go back, you know, right away. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate all your company that y'all keep. So. Oh, thank you. A big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. We do have another five-star review to read on the air this week from Apple Podcasts. This one comes from Ginger Araz, who writes, I love their content. This DCL-centered podcast is a great resource for all things Disney Cruise Line. They have a great balance of both personal and guest experiences. I really enjoy their interview style, which is positive, contains humor, and relevant information. Highly recommend. Well, thank you for that review. We really, really appreciate it. All of these reviews keep us motivated to keep putting out the show, so 
thank you so much for taking the time to leave one. With that, just thanks once again for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon if you'd like to help support the show. We really, truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month. Has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. DCL Duo Podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.